Heavenly Father, we are here for you. Just flat out. We're sitting here. We're warm at heart. And we're just wanting to embrace all the promises that you have for us in your word. We look at Jesus Christ, our author, the author of faith and the finisher of faith, and we want to be like him. We want to become like Jesus. And so God, we just renew our vow to you today. We believe in you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You are God, and we belong to you by faith in the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love, Father. Thank you for your grace, Jesus. Thank you for the oneness, the fellowship we have through the Holy Spirit, through you, God. I'll just say it again. We're here for you. We're here to study your word. We're here to grow. We're here to increase our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, take your Bible, open to Hebrews chapter uh, 10. Uh, We've been studying Hebrews. There's so many passages in Hebrews I want to preach. But I'm going to go for 10, 11, and 12. And uh, I can't preach it all, but I want to preach bits and pieces, some things that have really stuck out to me. Um, And I want to start with this. Life is a struggle. The struggle to heat this building, right, when I don't have the controls. The struggle to, you know, get up in the morning, especially if you're having a hard week, right? The struggle to go to work, especially if it's not going well, right? Whatever, shoot me a struggle. Financial struggle. Physical struggles. What, what are they? Anything? Relationship struggles. We have struggles. We have hardships. Okay, now, you didn't come to church to be reminded how hard it is. Right? And, and so we have this series called More Courage. We're trying to help you. We're trying to encourage you. We're trying to build you up because it's so hard. Right? We're trying to increase you, increase your faith in amazing God so that you might be different than the world, which is all groaning in the suffering. Last few weeks have been hard. I mean, sometimes they're easy, and sometimes you're just like, why is it so hard? I hate it when it's like that because I'm honest. So date night on Friday night, I'm like, man, I just feel like it's hard. Why is it so hard? My wife's like, oh, now it's hard for me, you know? (laughs) Like, well, I I can't not say that it's hard, right? I need to be honest, but I don't want anyone else to bear the burden. Does that make sense? Do you ever feel like that? Man, it's hard. I should just keep my mouth shut. Well, it's hard. Sometimes it's easy. I don't want to keep my mouth shut when it's easy either. I'm be like, oh, I'm having such a great day. Woo-hoo-hoo. People are annoyed. But then if you say it's hard, then people are kind of, what? They kind of have to bear up under that with you. It's a catch-22. But sometimes life is hard. 
Either way, God calls us to endure like Jesus Christ. All right? So we're going to study that today. Courage to endure to the end. Okay? I'm going to get this from Hebrews 10, 11, and 12. Courage to endure to the end. So look at your Bible. I would love to go through Hebrews 1 through 10. It's a big build-up. It's a big ramp-up. Uh, Hebrews is Jesus for Jews. Right? Hebrews is Judaism. Well, no, it's not Judaism. It's, um, yeah. It's like Jewish history for Christians. Right? It helps you understand why the Jews are the way they are, why they think the way they think. Jews are awesome, always forward thinking. Right? Why? Because God's made them so many promises that haven't come to fruition yet. But there are some promises that they don't think are fulfilled that have been fulfilled. Jesus. <laughs> and that changes everything, right? But the Old Testament is a very look-forward book. And Hebrews is teaching us, hey, 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 the thing you're looking forward to is here. Right? The thing you're expecting, the thing you're holding out for, it's arrived. He's arrived. That's good news. So really, Hebrews is, it's, it's, it's a persuasion. He's trying to persuade people, Jews, not to return to Judaism. Why is he doing that? Why are people returning to Judaism? Because it's hard. Because it's hard. And why are Christians leaving the faith? I mean, since COVID hit, I've heard churches have, like, taken a big hit, right? Some say it's a third. Some say it's a half. I don't know. Not sure I care. Well, I care a little bit because I love people. What I'm looking into the faces that people have endured, right? That's fun. No, endurance isn't fun. <laughs> no, looking into your face is fun, right? But endurance does bring joy. And we do endure for joy, right? So he's trying to persuade these Jews hey, hey, I know it's hard, I know you've suffered. And there's one way to get out of it. The way you get out of it is you go back to the traditional religion. And if you go back to the traditional religion, if you go play church, then the Romans won't hate you. And the Jewish leaders won't hate you. You won't be a sect anymore. You won't be following the way of Jesus anymore. But it'll be socially acceptable. Now, I find, I've preached Hebrews before, but I find myself in that spot. I'm like, Hebrews is speaking my language, people. If I would just go be EO pastor and be normal, average Joe pastor, life would be great. The crowd would get large. It would be fun. But I don't find that attractive. Maybe that's because I know Jesus. 
Sure, there's pain along the journey. Sure, there's a waiting. But man, will we emerge better than ever because of Jesus Christ. We will. All right? So, that said, look at Hebrews chapter 10. I want you to look at verse 18. So, who read Hebrews this week? Just by a show of hands, who read Hebrews? Okay, great. We got about half the audience that read Hebrews. The other half, here it is. Once for all. Let me just say it. Once for all. Maybe we could just get that rolling. Once for all. Once for all. Once for all. Once for all. It's like it's March Madness time, isn't it? Like you got to cheer something. I want to cheer this. Once for all. You want to know why? Because when we get to communion later today, Rather than going, ah, I stink. I just need to go, I need to be saved again. I need to go back to zero with Jesus. That's how we come to communion. You know what he told Peter? You don't need your whole body washed, you're already clean. But you need your feet wiped. You need your feet wiped. So, you need your feet wiped. That's great. But it's not like, oh, I've fallen off. I've, I've left the faith. But sometimes we feel like when we sin one time, that's what happens. Once for all. You just got to grasp that. You just got to get that around your head. In your head, on your head, through your head. Like, get it. Once for all. You have been bought. You have been purchased with the blood of Jesus. He has paid for it. His flesh was ripped. That, the curtain was torn. You can walk through Jesus Christ to the Holy of Holies any time you want. That's awesome. And here's how he says it, verse 18. Where there is forgiveness of these sins, there is no longer any offering for sin. You can't offer something to pay for your own sin. Well, I'll be better. Well, I'll go to church. Well, I'll give more money. Well, I'll do better this week. You can't offer Jesus anything that will make it better. He's already offered his life. Don't insult him. He's already given everything as your model. Now you can choose to give your all if you'd like. That's what Romans 12, 1 and 2 is, right? A living sacrifice. That's what you are. Unto God, acceptable, pleasing. That's our choice. Where there is forgiveness of sins, there is no longer any offering for sin. Just, just get that and put it there and don't let it leave. All right. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have, what does it say? Ooh, it's a good word, isn't it? 
confidence. I couldn't decide if it was more confidence or more courage. I went with courage just because I felt like that's what we needed, troubling times. But confidence, courage, I mean, like, we have confidence. Why do we have confidence? Because of Jesus. Because of what he's done and is doing and will do. We have confidence to enter the holy places. The holy place and the holy of holies. The places. The one in front of the curtain and the one behind the curtain. I love that. By the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way which he opened for us through the curtain. That is through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near. I want you to write it down. I want you to think it. I want you to say it. Draw near. I want you to draw near. How are you going to do that? Well, we're going to get to that. Draw near with a true heart. In full assurance of, here it is, faith. How do you draw near? Faith. Faith in what? Blind faith? Like, oh, I don't know. Like, I just hope it works. <laughs> no. Faith in God is real. And he's doing something for my good and his glory. I could keep going, but I'm going to stop there because I don't want to, um, you know, belabor it too much. Look, look over at 32. Verse 32. But recall. Now, I want you to think back, he says to these Jews. The former days when after you were enlightened. What is enlightened? Yeah, my eyes are open, right? That happened at salvation, didn't it? That happened when you got baptized or led up to your baptism. Oh, like I need to be baptized. <laughs> when I was saved at 16, it was like, oh, enlightened. I need to be saved. Sin's an issue. You know, when I was baptized at 30, enlightened. What? You, you, mean, you mean it's supposed to be baptized with water? After you're saved, not before? Oh! Okay. Enlightened. And on August or May or whenever it happened in 2020, enlightened, right? Oh, you mean the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the thing that Jesus said in Acts 1, is a thing? For reals? Well, that's new. Enlightened. So, you get an idea? When your eyes go, what? <laughs> that's not how it was before. That's not how I thought about it before. Well, it still was that way, but you just didn't think of it that way. After you were enlightened, saved, baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, you endured a hard struggle with suffering. I thought when you accepted Jesus, well, especially if you got baptized in water, and then if you were filled with the Holy Spirit, isn't it pixie dust? Shouldn't I get, like, lottery tickets because I'm going to win? He says, after you were enlightened, you endured a hard struggle with sufferings. Not one. Sufferings. 
Sometimes being publicly exposed to reproach and affliction. Sometimes being partners with those who are treated such. Sometimes sitting in a cold auditorium. Other times sitting with other people who are in a cold auditorium. Oh, I added that. That's like 33B. All right. 34. For you had compassion on those in prison. Love's important, people. And you joyfully accepted the plunder, plundering of your own property. What? You let people take your house? I thought that's why we bought guns. So people couldn't take our house. I'm confused. Hold on. But he says why. Since you knew, you do know, that you yourselves had a better possession and an abiding one? Did it stop sometime? No, you have a better possession and an abiding one. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence. That's what he's trying to get to. That's what Hebrews is all about. It's building your confidence in Jesus. Jesus is the greatest. Jesus is the goat. He's the greatest of all time. That's Hebrews 1, 1 through 4. Jesus is the greatest. Don't let your confidence be crooked or twisted. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward. You know what? If you walk into suffering or a trial or any other circumstance with confidence, with faith in God, it's rewarding. That's what he says. But if you walk in with doubt... It hurts. Not only is it hard outside, but then it's hard inside. For you have need of endurance. Guys, what do we need? I mean, (laughs) this is like the Bible. It's like, hmm, what do I need? It says right there, I love it when God's clear, for you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Now, just have you received anything that God's promised? Now, these guys had received some promises. But they were still waiting for promises to be fulfilled, right? There's a promise of what? Jesus' return. He hasn't come back yet. I'm waiting for that promise. I'm waiting to see him face to face. And oh, that will be glory. And because I'm waiting for that, that promise that he's coming back to get me, the bridegroom coming to get his bride. Do you remember that day when you got married? That changed things. There's a day coming when your life will be changed. That's good. I'm looking for that promise. But let's not forget as we look for that promise that God has already made some promises and already fulfilled them. You were lost, but now you're found. You were blind, but now you can see. That's huge. You were unforgiven, but now you are forgiven. 
You were a sinner, but now you are a saint. So let's live in that. Because the key to endurance is living in that. Living in the power you have, in the dominion Jesus died for. Live in that power. Live in his presence. The Holy Spirit, right? Just to make it clear, that's how you abide in Jesus. The Spirit. All right. Look at verse 39. We'll wrap it right there on on chapter 10 and move on. But we are not. Go ahead, say it. We are not. We are not. We're not. I'm not one that does this. You're not one that does this. We're not going to do this. We are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed. What does that mean? If you shrink back, you will be destroyed. Right? Like, don't do that. Tap into the power inside of you. Don't shrink back. Don't be destroyed. But of those who have faith and preserve their souls. We are the people of faith. We have, I have faith. And you know what it does? It protects my soul. It protects me. My soul. It builds me up. This faith. All right, now you want to know about faith, don't you? So, courage to endure till the end. What's the key to courage? Do you guys know now? What's the key to courage? Faith, okay? How, how do I endure till the end? By faith. I mean, that's easy. So, what's the key to courage? Faith. How am I going to endure to the end? By faith. That's it. That's the thing. Faith by faith. Faith by faith. Faith by faith. Walk through the day. Faith by faith. Faith by faith. (laughs) Just walking through this day. That's how we're going to do it. So what do you have faith in? What are you believing? Really? I believe my team will win. It's March Madness, right? I like basketball. What do you believe? I mean, what do you believe? What do you hope for in a biblical way? As in, it's done. Hope in a biblical way isn't like, well, I hope Levi wins the state tournament today. Right? That's not it. (laughs) I hope Jesus comes back soon. Right? That's biblical hope. (laughs) It's like, I know he's coming back, I just don't know when. That's a good thing to hope in. Have faith and preserve their souls. Protect your soul by faith. So, look at chapter 11. We're just going to go through this real quick. And then i got to get to the points. You might say, what is faith? Well, chapter 11, verse 1 says, now faith is. That sounds like a definition to me. 
Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction or evidence, if you have the King James, of things not seen. Don't you love it when you've memorized something in a different translation? You're like, that's not right. The conviction or the evidence of things not seen. I haven't seen Jesus face to face, but I know I will. That's faith. I haven't seen the result of Lift Church, but I know I will. That's faith. All right, skip down to verse 3. This is always interesting. Do you know who the first person in the hall of faith is? Okay, God, creation. Look at at verse 3. Because he's talking about people, right? He says, for by the people of old... Right? By faith, the people of old received commendation. They received reward. They received, like, that a boy. Here's a sticker, Billy. Like, they received something awesome. Right? School kids love stickers. Like, I ain't getting no sticker. I'm getting a crown, dude. <laughs> I'm going to give it back to Jesus. Because he did it all anyway. Verse 3, look at it. By faith, what does it say? What does it say? By faith, who? We. We? We? As in the believers? I'm right there in the hall of faith. First person mentioned. Why? By faith, we understand. I understand. I have knowledge that the universe, this world and beyond, to infinity and beyond, was created by the Word of God. God spoke light. And it was. And we can argue about how long that took. I don't know if God stutters or not. Light. Okay, it took that long. How long did it take for Him to say, let there be light? How long do you think the light responded? took to respond? So we're like arguing like, oh, it could be ages. Well, 24 day, 24 hour day. That's what I'm like, dude, it took him like two seconds. And the evening and the morning, why did he do that? To establish time for us. For no other reason. He's establishing time for you. So you want to argue about how long it took God to create? Well, it was ages. It was millions of years. Each day was like, a day is like a thousand days. Like, like, give me gravy, dude. Just think about it. God said, let there be light. I don't think the light took a long time to respond. There was light. And he said the evening and the morning, because he needed you to know there's a time constraint for you. Because he's a loving God. All right? Now, By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God. He spoke and it was. So that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. What is seen wasn't made out of things that are visible. I wish we could have been there. When there was nothing. And then God made all this cool stuff that we get to use or abuse 
right? Just look around. Just look around you and have eyes of gratefulness for every gift that God's given. Everything you have and don't have is a gift from God. All right, look at verse 6. And without faith, so how important is faith now? And without faith, it is impossible to please God, to please Him. For whoever would draw near, remember I said, make a note of draw near. You draw near through the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay, now Jesus left us the Holy Spirit. You draw near through the Holy Spirit, through prayer, through communion with the Holy Spirit. For whoever would draw near to God must believe, have faith, that he exists. Do you believe he exists? Okay, that's good. It's a good start. Do you believe he created the world out of nothing? Oh, great. You're first in the hall of faith, right? And then, and that he rewards those who seek him. That's the key. He rewards those. He has special gifts, special rewards for you because you are seeking him. Man, you came here today because you love God and because you want to know more. God's rewarding that. Like, what doesn't feel very rewarding, I'm freezing. My nose is running. My hands are cold. My nose is cold. Like, how am I getting rewarded right now? How, how am I getting rewarded right now? Like, er, really, that's kind of how we think. We think very physical, right? We think very physical. Okay, flip over to chapter. I'm going to mess this up. Chapter 13. Look at verse 8. And nine. I was going to save this for later, but this is, this is a punchline for you. Jesus Christ, Jesus Messiah, that means something to the Jews, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Doesn't change. Doesn't change if it's cold. Doesn't change if it's hot. Doesn't change if it's long, hard, easy, short. Doesn't change. Jesus Christ the same. Yesterday, today, forever. Jesus Christ is the greatest. All right. And he says this. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings. Good tip. For, and he's, remember he's trying to persuade the Jews not to go back to traditional religion. Judaism. So what, I, what he's saying to you is don't go back to churchiness. Follow God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Don't go back to churchy. All right, that's what he's saying to us. Okay. For it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace. It is good for your heart to be strengthened by grace. And then what are the next words? Not by foods. What did he just say? 
It's not physical. This heart of yours needs food to beat. But we're not talking about that. I'm not talking about having a real strong heart because you took a lot of protein, right? That's, he's like, no, 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 no. Here it is. I want you to have a strong heart because you're strengthened in your inner man by the grace of God. Okay, so that's the key. You're going to go through a struggle this week. When you go through that struggle, you'll be strengthened in your inner man by the grace of God. God's grace, even in the hard, will strengthen you. He'll strengthen you. Do you believe that? Can you see that? That His grace is the same yesterday, today, and forever, even if it's hard or if it's like going amazing. He didn't change. Your circumstance might have, but He didn't change. Okay, so let me give you this definition of faith, very spiritual, not physical definition. Here it is. Okay, faith is taking God at His word and trusting Him no matter what happens. Because he promises a great result. Had to rewrite that. I had a different definition several years ago. Hey, it was a good result. I'm like, no, it's a great result. It's the best result. Faith is taking God at his word. Do you believe what he says in his word? I heard that Pastor Bob prophesied over uh, Todd last week. That's a word, right? You take God at his word, okay? Notice it's not capital W, okay? Take God at his word and trust him. You can trust God. You can't trust somebody who says they're speaking for God who's not speaking for God. But there are spe people speaking for God who are speaking for God. Well, that comes to discernment, doesn't it? No. We're not going to throw away 1 Corinthians 12 just because it's hard. Faith is taking God at his word and trusting him no matter what happens because he promised it was going to be great. All right. All right, get to it. By faith, this faith that we've talked about, by faith, number one, we will encounter powerful victories. Church, I'm going to just say that over us. I mean, we're going to see some powerful victories. We're going to see healings. We're going to see miracles. You're like, how do you know? By faith. <laughs> By faith. By faith, we're going to see people come to Christ like we've never seen people come to Christ before. And I know we've seen people come to Christ in droves, 14 at a time, you know, and more. We're going to see people get baptized in water and in the Holy Spirit, in greater amounts than we've ever seen. Praise Him. I'm going to clap for God now, before it happens. Because it's going to happen. And you go, well, how do you know? Well, look at chapter 11, the faith chapter, right? Chapter 11 is the faith chapter. you got to go through all the cool guys in school... To get to the back end, all right? Because I'm a back end guy, all right? So verse 32, look at verse 32. 
And what more shall I say? I've said a lot. Have I not said a lot already, church? Are we not all ready to go home? It's freezing. Okay. And what more shall I say? What a great setup. Thank you, Lord. For time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak. Is that Barak? No, Barak. Sorry. Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and of the prophets. I mean, can you name some prophets? Go ahead. Yeah. Who else? Hosea. Who else? Yeah, great. We got major ones. We got minor ones. I think they're all pretty important to God. Just saying. We are weird. Well, they wrote more. They must be major. Come on, man. If you get to speak for God one time, that's a major deal. If the Holy Spirit uses you to say something he wants said, that's a big deal. And that's what we're praying for in our church. That's a huge deal. That's ginormous. That's a God-sized deal when God speaks through his people. Verse 33, who through faith, by faith, what did they do? They conquered kingdoms. They enforced justice. That's hard to do on this planet. They obtained promises, and still there's some to come. They stopped the mouths of lions. Who's he talking about? (laughs) Daniel, in the house. All right. They quenched the power of fire. Who's he talking about? Well, as long as you can talk about Daniel, you might as well talk about his three friends, right? React Shack and Benny? It's like, let's go, dude! Escaped the edge of the sword. We're made strong out of weakness. You feel that? I feel weak sometimes. Made strong out of weakness. Powerful victories we're going to see. Became mighty in war. Put foreign armies to flight. Verse 35. Women received back their dead by resurrection. (laughs) Now if you read the Bible, and I'm fond of reading the Bible, and you read stuff like this, and you're like, yeah, that's already happened. Really? That part has already happened. So it doesn't happen anymore? No more powerful victories? Not until Jesus comes back? See, that's how I looked at the Bible for so many years. That's wrong. That's flat out wrong. That's one of those distorted, twisted teachings that it said, be careful of, and that we should pursue the grace of God. Because the grace of God says, I'm going to do powerful things. Because I love you. I'm going to do powerful things. We will encounter powerful victories by faith. All right, second. Because you're in the middle of verse 35, you can't just leave it hanging. We keep going. Some were tortured. Like some of the resurrected guys? They just like so quick turnaround. I don't know if they put the verse thing in the right place. 
Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to go back to religion. I'd rather die. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not going to say I don't love Jesus when I do love Jesus if that keeps me alive. That's what they're doing. No, 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 I'm not going to compromise. I'm going to trust God can save me one way or the other. Either here physically or I'm going to eternity. That's better anyway. Perfect love casts out fear, people. Does God love you? Wake up tomorrow morning and the first thing you think about ought to be, God loves me. Because you need to hear that in the morning. You need to be reminded that he loves you. Because he does. He says, others suffered mocking. Hmm, maybe I've done that. Maybe I've had that done to me. And flogging. Ooh, meh. And even chains and imprisonment. Yeah, not so, much, not so far. They were stoned. I think he's talking about Paul. They were sawn in two. I've heard Isaiah and maybe some of the apostles. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats. He's making it real clear to them now, isn't he? He's bringing it home to them. To the Colosseum. Destitute, afflicted, mistreated. And then he says this. This is a great statement. Of whom the world was not worthy. Not worthy. Not worthy of these people that are going to heaven. Wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and in caves on the earth. Here's the second point. By faith, we will endure personal suffering. It'll be painful too. I couldn't pick. Painful or, or personal. I think we all know suffering's painful. Didn't need to say that. But do you know it's personal? I take it very personal when I'm suffering. But what I need to do when I'm suffering is I need to take it to the person, to Jesus, and say, Jesus, you suffered. How do I do it? You suffered really well, Jesus. Could you teach me? You sent the Holy Spirit to teach me. Could you teach me, Jesus, through your spirit, how to suffer well? Because by faith, I know I'm going I'm to go through that. I'm going to have to endure. You've called me to endure suffering in a good way, with joy. Can you just ask God? I mean, could you just, right now, could you just take some time? Say, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to endure this week. I'm going to need to endure this year. I need to endure. And I don't know how. But by faith, I believe you sent the Holy Spirit. I believe the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And I believe you, Holy Spirit, can teach me how to endure, how to suffer. Well, that might be the point of the message. Is you having a connection with God 
and saying, I want to follow you. How'd you do it? How'd you do it? Look down at chapter 12. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, whatever race is set before us, whether it's we walk into the fire and we're not burned, or whether we walk into the fire and we are incinerated. The difference between point one and two, what is it? Is it my attitude? Is it my faith? No, by faith either thing. What is the difference? It's God's will. It's God's will. That's the difference. Oh, I didn't want to hear that. It's God's will and God's good. So he knows whether you need this or whether you need that. And he knows whether this or that will bring more people to Christ. He knows. He knows. And so he's going to do what's best for you and for everyone around you who needs Jesus. Run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. He's the one that started this faith thing. He's the one that finished this faith thing. He's the one that could teach you this faith thing. He's the one you need to look to. He's the one you need to focus on. Who for, oh, this gives it away just a little bit. Jesus, why, why did he do this well? Who for the joy that was set before him. Not the joy he could have in the next five minutes. Wouldn't it be better if this nail didn't go through my hand? That would feel better. No, no, no. He wasn't thinking nearsighted like we do. He wasn't trying to please himself in the next five minutes. He was thinking, you know what? There's going to be billions of people in eternity with me if I just suffer well right now. Can we have that mentality? Guys, if we suffer well today, tomorrow there might be ten people coming to Christ. If we suffer well again and again, it might multiply. <sighs> Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Yeah, you can hate it. It's okay. But look past the hate. Look past the shame. Look to the joy on the other side. Don't focus on the hate and the shame. Focus on the other side, the joy that you're going to have looking Jesus face to face. You want to take my life? Take it now, please. I get to see Jesus. And by the way, you want to see Jesus too? That's what I'm going to be saying on the way to the whatever. You know, whatever means of torture or whatever. You've got to be saying like, hey, do you want to come too? Do you want to come too? Where we're going is amazing. You should come too. And is 
seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Do you believe that? Because if you believe that, then crucifixion isn't that bad, is it? <laughs> if that gets you to sit by the, the hand of God, then uh, I'm in. Because I want to draw near to God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. I've heard a lot of people say the last couple weeks was pretty rough. I would just extend that to the last couple years was pretty rough. And you know what God says? Don't grow weary. Don't do it. Don't get tired. Don't give up. No. No, no. And then he adds this on. In your struggle against sin and this world, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. You have not, what do you say, yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood? Because that means it's a possibility, doesn't it? Hmm. So one of the reasons I thought this series was so important because we need to build our courage, church, because we know it's coming. It's not like if. It's a matter of when. Can we go back to that verse at the beginning? Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life will be persecuted. 2 Timothy. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life will be persecuted. That's kind of the theme verse for this whole series. And I just, I, I sense God saying, the church needs to be ready. You're the voice, my voice. Get the church ready. All right? So church, we got to be ready. How are we going to be ready? By faith. Okay, so let me finish. By faith, we will encounter powerful victories. Amen, God, let's go. We want that. By faith, we will endure personal suffering. Uh, okay, God, if we have to. <laughs> Can we say that with the same joy? Yeah, it's going to be okay. It means we're close to the end. Number three. By faith, we will emerge better because of Jesus. Do you know how many times in Hebrews it says better, greater, better, greater? And it's talking about Jesus. But I am hidden in Christ. So I am better and greater because of Jesus. Whether I'm suffering or whether I'm successful, I am better and greater. I will emerge stronger and more devout to God than ever tomorrow than I am today. I think that's enough. We've got to endure. If we don't endure, we throw away what we have. And in throwing away what we have, we tell other people it's not valuable. 
But in holding on to it, when everybody else says, you're nuts, we prove to them that it's worth holding on to. We intrigue them. What in the world? Why would they do that? Something's different. We're ready. Or we're getting ready. One more week. More courage. But that doesn't mean it goes away. I think it's just ramping up. Now, I'm not saying that to discourage you. No way. I'm saying that because it's true. Don't let the truth be discouraging. Let the truth be encouraging. To know the truth sets you free. All right, let's pray. Father God, we love you. We love you more and more and more each day. Because we learn a little bit more each day how much you love us. Oh, God, you love us so much. Ah, I love you back. You love us. You love us so much that Jesus is the best. And you sent the best for us. To pay for us. You love us so much. Not only did you send the best. But then you sent the best. The Holy Spirit. To fill us. To teach us where we're not listening. To listen. To teach us new things. To call out when we're sinning. To help us. He's our helper. And not only that, to comfort us. When we're enduring trials. Of various sizes and shapes. So God, we're going to walk through some powerful victories. Thank you. But we're also going to walk through some suffering. Thank you. And either way, we're going to do it by faith. Knowing that on the other side of either the victory or the suffering, we will be better in Jesus' name. Thank you for the example of Jesus Christ. We're following him today. Thank you for the power and the presence of your spirit. You, Holy Spirit. Because you fill us. And you make us different. We're not our own. We're not ourselves. The things I'm saying are not from me. This is not how I would act. This is you. Thank you, God. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen.